looking back on it now, I'm like, wow, like I just made these huge life money moves, um, relationship moves, maturity moves all on my own. And I purchased a freaking, I got a apartment by myself, you know? Welcome to Persister with Candace Lowry. I am Candace Lowry. What is a persister? A persister is a little play on words of nevertheless she persisted, but also a woman who has truly broken through that glass ceiling and has really forged a path and a name for herself in whatever business she's in. Persister with Candace Lowry is a Castbox original produced alongside Studio 71. Castbox is the fastest growing, highest rated podcast app on both both iOS and Android, where you can find all of your favorite podcasts. You can listen to Persister with Candace Lowry wherever you get your podcasts, but I hope you'll give Castbox a shot because I think it's the best. Hey everyone, it's Candace, and welcome back to another episode of Persister. Um, I am once again alone, not really by choice but just because I'm still in the process of getting acquainted with Seattle and moving so you're gonna be stuck with me for another episode all by myself and that actually leads me to the purpose of this podcast is really I guess just What happens when you start fresh and take a really big risk in your life um, and you move to a new city? And so really all this entire episode is about is, is change and dealing with change. And I feel like I've had several life changes that have come unexpectedly in the past four years that have really made me grow, but have honestly almost made me go go insane. (laughs) But, um, you know, I just want to talk about the process and how it's, how it's okay to kind of freak out sometimes and that there are certain ways to manage stress and anxiety and just kind of work on yourself. And anytime you have a life change, if it's a good one, (laughs) unfortunately, some of us have bad life changes. But it's always good to think about the positives and think about the growth that will be coming from anything, really. And I think like any time I have changed jobs, it has honestly felt like, oh my God, what am I doing? This is a horrible decision. I want to be safe and I want to be happy. But then recently... I don't know if it's with this new move, but I had this moment of clarity, I guess, that was like, why shouldn't I be taking these opportunities? Why shouldn't I be taking these risks? Because I'm only getting older. Like, I am very old at 26 right now. (laughs) But seriously, I think when I was considering the job up in Seattle, I was talking with my boyfriend Jack and we were joking about it we're like oh there's no way I'll get this job like could you imagine moving this there's no way like I'd only move if they gave me x amount of money or if I had a certain type of job and then reality kind of set in when I got the offer and I was so 
confused, but happy, but sad, but terrified. And it was about to be a huge life change. And I really also want to just talk about what to expect. What to expect when you're expecting. No, I'm just kidding. I'm definitely not pregnant. Um, But when you make some sort of big decision or big change, even if it's moving in with someone um, or if it's just completely packing up everything and starting over, I mean, there's a huge, huge adjustment period and it's a giant roller coaster and it's truly, honestly terrifying. And I remember asking my mom, like, is it okay that I'm still afraid and I'm questioning myself a little when I was right, um, when I was just about to move? She said, honestly, if you go through stuff like this and you're acting completely normal, normal and cool, like something's wrong. So you should feel anxious. You should be scared and not, you know, devastatingly afraid, but I think it's all part of the natural process of change. And it's really important, I think, especially as a woman to take risks that will affect you and affect your career. And that, you know, even when I told people I was taking this job and Jack was coming with me, they were like, oh, I thought, I thought, you were moving because Jack got a job like girls don't usually cause their spouses to move and it was just I don't know that was really hard for me to hear sometimes and I think that's why it's so important that you take moments in your life to to really move forward and make yourself better and I chose to move and I chose to um go on this journey, but let's just talk a little bit about um, what to expect with a big life change here. So I think the initial thing that happens is you're completely shocked and you're scared and you don't know what you're doing and you're questioning all your life choices and just wanting to go home and quit. And that is really a trying moment in time. This has happened with diets. It happens with moves. It happens with relationships. It happens with relationship steps, good or bad. And it's just all part of, you know, of growing, of growth. And I don't think that you're going to find yourself happy and feeling accomplished when you, you know, if you look back and you haven't experienced things like this. You know, it's important sometimes that we get scared and we question ourselves. Otherwise, we're not going to be better humans and we're not going to grow as people. And, you know, it's just, it's important to be vulnerable sometimes. So I got here and I had to stay in temporary housing. And there's a huge adjustment period for anyone, really. But I had temporary housing and I had never moved for a job before and it was so confusing. I was in a city where really the only people I knew were maybe two sorority sisters from college that I hadn't talked to in a while and one of Jack's friends that I didn't know that well either. So I was really kind of starting from ground zero, you know, and I had to build this whole entire social circle and work life and just really 
a whole entire culture. And it was kind of terrifying, but freeing at the same time because I was like, wow, I kind of have an opportunity to completely explore something new and live somewhere new and have an experience. And I'm really lucky to be doing this. And I promise you, there have been days where I'm like, what am I doing? Did I make a wrong choice? But, you know, we'll we'll get to that. <laughs> but when I first got here, I had to kind of change into this, not necessarily corporate, but more of a strict environment. I mean, I don't think you can really find a lot of businesses that are as la- laid back as something like BuzzFeed or a YouTube website. So, (laughs) you know, I had that going for me. But one of the things from, you know, the very beginning was that when you make a move, especially with a partner, or you make a life change, especially with a partner, you need to always keep communication open and you need to always be willing to be open and honest and also vulnerable with one another because when I was about to make the decision with Jack I was like I need you to make this decision for you and I need to know that you're 100% on board and I'm not forcing you to do anything and I'm not making you change just for me and it's extremely important that when you make a move like this that you are 100% upfront because you're going to hold resentment. And if something goes wrong and you weren't really on board at first, you can say, I can't believe you made me move. I can't believe you made me do this. And that is honestly the last thing I wanted. And at the same time, I told Jack I would never put... I told Jack, you're too important to put a career move before, you know? And I, wait, did I say that right? Oh my God. It was so romantic when I said it. (laughs) I said, you're just too important for me to go off for some career move. I don't know. I said something romantic. Oh my God. This is so embarrassing. I was trying to be really smart for a moment and very like heartwarming and quotable. Oh, oh wait, wait. I think I remember. It was no job. Oh, this was it. This was it. Uh, Which uh, it kind of doesn't sound that feminist when I say it, but, (laughs) but when you find someone that is this important to you, you know, And I said that no job is worth losing you and what I've built with you over. And I want you to take that with a grain of salt because when I was in high school versus when I was in college versus my relationships now, though that phrase would have meant totally different things. And I was in a, I am in a very serious relationship where I see myself going, you know, going further with someone and and living together and being happy together and seeing a future with them. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't make career moves just because you're in a relationship. But now that I've I've gotten off this soapbox here. (laughs) um, So I was having a really hard time 
and it wasn't necessarily homesickness. It was just I didn't realize how much of an impact my relationship, my friends, and my mom and my dad had on my happiness and my my uh, comfort level. And when I was completely alone, I was like, oh my God, like who am I without all these people, you know? And, and I was kind of concerned, kind of taken back, but it helped me in my, I guess, transition process, my grieving process, <laughs> that this was actually very important because I needed time to be alone and I needed time to really kind of figure out what I wanted in life and career-wise. And I think sometimes when we say I needed to figure out what I wanted, it sounds very negative. It sounds like you're very confused. But it was just this moment where I was just like, wow, I actually have time to just reevaluate me as a human being and my life. (laughs) And I had weekends that I had to spend alone. I kept myself busy. I didn't we didn't find an apartment until just a couple weeks ago so i just got in a new apartment and i have a bed and no other furniture and jack and posy aren't here yet so i really kind of had to do all this shit on my own (laughs) a lot of it i will say if jack's listening this sounds bad but i had to be completely reliant on myself And it's actually, looking back on it, it feels completely liberating. While it was happening, I was so miserable that I didn't have any help from anyone um, physically. But looking back on it now, I'm like, wow. Like, I just made these huge life money moves, um, relationship moves, maturity moves, all on my own. And I purchased a freaking... I got an apartment by myself, you know, just by good communication with my boyfriend. Um, But they'll be coming out here. But what I'm saying is that change takes a lot of time. And it's been, what, almost like three? November, December. It's been almost three months. And I feel like I'm still at the very beginning of things. And I'm still finding more about myself. Um, But I've also forced myself to make friends. And when we come back, I really want to talk about the art of making friends. Because it's really hard. (laughs) I am a 26-year-old grown-ass woman. And now I realize it's really hard to make friends when you're not in school. Or not already connected in the area so I had to come up with some creative ways to meet new friends especially in a city that they say has a Seattle chill I was just air quoting that where people don't like to talk to you um but you know so far so good I'm alive but we're gonna take a quick break um we've talked a little bit about you know being alone being by yourself taking time to evaluate your life. And now that you've moved to a bit of boob city, (laughs) now that you've moved to a big city, (laughs) it's time to get your life in order and it's time to make friends and a new job. So um, yeah, let's take a quick break. 
everyone, it's Candace. I'm back. I'm still alone. I'm still in my bedroom. I'm still in an empty apartment <laughs> with a uh, tub of Halo Top ice cream next to me. But it's fine. You know, it's cool. Everything's fine. <laughs> but anyway, I know that some of you are going through this right now and it's part of my life. And so I wanted to share it with you guys and also just, I don't know. Talk about life. Talk about change in a quarter-life crisis, I guess. (laughs) But, um, yeah, I mean, I'm sure a lot of you guys are like me when I say I stayed in a familiar city after I graduated uh, college. Um, You know, a lot of my friends from Dallas still live in Dallas. Um, And I lived in L.A. for eight years And I had eight years of friendships and I had eight years of knowing the city, of knowing the food, of just making somewhere my home. And I didn't, I didn't really take time to understand how much effort and time and patience it takes to get used to a new city and it takes to get used to even a new home. And, um, the first couple of weeks here, I tried to keep myself as busy as possible with people visiting or me visiting people. So I was going back to LA a lot. My mom came out one weekend. My dad came out one weekend. Um, I even had my dad like help me on to my first day of work. Um, And I really wanted to make sure I had that support system around me. And thank God that I was able to fly places or have people fly to me. But there was a point where I had to understand that that was going to stop and I was going to have time alone in Seattle before Jack got up here and before I had Posey. And I needed to face that reality. And um, after the holidays, I had choices. I said in my mind to myself, (laughs) Candace, you can either spend your weekends alone and just try to focus on yourself. You can spend a lot of money, money you don't have. Go see Jack, go see your family, go see other friends. Um, Or you can put big girl panties on and try to make friends. And we need to talk about making friends as an adult. There's some tweet that I saw that was like the true miracle of Jesus was that he had more than three close friends in his 30s. And I'm starting to really, I'm starting to really understand that because once you're away from those safe people that you have been with your entire life or what feels like your entire life, you feel completely lost and scared. And I was like, oh, wait. I do have my work friends, but in the department I'm in, you know, people are a little older than me. They have families, they have kids, um, and they also live in a different part of town. And I think it's also important that you have social circles outside of work. Um, To me, sometimes it's important to have that line of where your boss isn't your best friend because that makes serious business conversations pretty hard to do and um it's hard to keep emotions out but anyway now that i've been on that rant of hr i guess um 
I decided to get on Meetup. Um, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of Meetup. You're probably like, Candace, yes, of course. You you truly are a loser. You've never heard of Meetup. <laughs> um, but I joined a couple Meetups. I just kind of looked at what the... <clears throat> Sorry, my throat is dry. Um, so I got on Meetup.com, you know. I was like, do I do this whole Bumble Friends thing? But then I'm like, this feels weird. I met Jack on Bumble and I, I don't know. It's just bizarre. Um, but I looked at all the events going on. I looked at, you know, things that might interest me. And I, you have to kind of swallow your pride a little bit because I was like, oh my God, am I this much of a loser that I'm looking for friends online? Like, what if these people are scary? And honestly, it has been one of the best decisions I've ever made moving out here. I'm not crying. I'm just like holding back laughter because it sounds really embarrassing. <laughs> um, and I went to two meetups um, on separate weekends. And then one of the meetups I went to, I got on a wait list. It was all girls. I really wanted just a solid girl group of friends and see if I could find them. Um, it should have been its own reality show, honestly, like Bachelorette Friend Edition. Oh my God, they should totally make that. I think they did a show like that with Paris Hilton. Oh my God, I should have a show that's like, so you want to be my friend. <laughs> oh my God, case closed here. Um, anyway, it was a murder mystery party. First of all, I've never done a murder mystery. I had never been a part of one, so I was just pulling it out of my ass that I was able to do this and that I've experienced it before. And I, the day of the event, I was like, oh man, I didn't get on, I didn't get past the wait list. Like maybe I'll wait next time. And they asked me if I wanted to join. And the reason why there was a wait list was because X amount of people signed up and there were only a certain amount of characters. And so it wasn't like, you're not pretty enough to join us. It was literally like, we just, we don't have room. Um, and it honestly felt like I was on a first date. I was like, oh my God, this is happening. Like I'm going to meet strangers. What if I die? What if I'm murdered? Well, what if I'm murdered before I die? And I was kind of pacing back and forth. Like, should I just say I'm sick? I shouldn't go. I don't want to do this. This is weird. Am I lame? I was questioning myself. And I went and I had an absolutely amazing time. And I was so amazed that there are nice people out there that just want to be friends with you. (laughs) I don't know if it's the LA culture I've experienced, but sometimes... It's a little hard in in LA to make friends because there is sometimes a stereotype, I guess, but I've experienced it where someone won't be your friend unless you really have something to give them or to offer them or to help them socially or um, career-wise. So it was just nice to be in a room where all these women just wanted to be friends and have a good time and, and really just talk about life and it was most women in my age group um but we all got drunk and had wine and cheese and i was on a diet that day but i was like screw this i need to have some wine and cheese <laughs> and 
it ends, it turns out, I feel like honestly, this whole thing feels like dating because it turns out when I was there, they asked me if I wanted to go to someone's birthday party that was there the next night. So I felt like honestly, I made it to the second round. It felt like a blend between joining a sorority and going on a couple first dates. And that sounds so basic, but there's no other way for me to describe that. And I had like a pack of table topics in my head basically to just ask a bunch of questions, but we really all got along and I I was social with them the next night. I was literally so proud of myself <laughs> and we all had a great time that night too and we did karaoke um, and we got tacos <laughs> and quesadillas and it was just really nice to feel accepted and to feel welcomed in a new place and that was the first time mind you it's been two months at this point that was the first time that I truly felt at home or started to feel at home um or just started to gain confidence in myself like whoa I did this I moved to a new city. I got a new job at a company where I know no one and moved to a city where I basically don't know anyone. Um, So when you go through stuff like this, it's really cool to look back and be like, holy shit, like this was big. This was a big deal. And I'm glad I experienced this. And there are still some days where I question if I made the right decision or if I'm I'm strong enough to go through with this and I still would never change like I would never go back and say that I shouldn't have taken it or I shouldn't have experienced this because even if you do have a big life change or make a big move my mom would always say you can always move back you can always go back and I and even when I was in college my mom and dad were like, just give it a semester because I was so so homesick. I like, it was horrible. And they kept saying, just give it a semester. And that was kind of the mentality that got me through it and through homesickness. I mean, I'm very, I'm one of those people that has very few close friends and I value that. Some people have choose to have a lot of friends. There's no problem with that, but I feel like I'm more in tune with a small group of very close friends and I'm very close with my family and when I don't have those it can be really hard and I'm sure a lot of you feel that way too um but I was just telling myself you know if this doesn't work out you you can always go back home next year you can always go back home and I don't know it's almost a challenge where I'm like hell no I'm not gonna go back I've come this far and I think you also have to think about what this uh you also have to think about what you're investing in. I chose to invest something that would really be important to my future and change my future drastically and it would be big for my career as well and so it's not easy to make choices like this and I don't want you to think that oh I shouldn't complain like I'm just moving. Of course There will always be someone that's going through something harder than you, but sometimes it's 
it's okay to feel scared. And it's totally normal to feel homesick, even if you're like the saltiest spittoon out there. Like, you're going to be homesick. You're going to be sad. You're going to question your life decisions, but that's all part of the process. And I can already see how much I've grown. And even when I went home just a couple weeks ago to see Jack, he was like, I feel like you've gotten so, I mean, I feel like you've really like become this new person and you've embraced a new level of maturity and street smarts and just life skills. And I think that he's totally right. And I wouldn't have been able to do this if I didn't have, wait, I wouldn't have been able to do this if I had the choice to come out here with all my friends, you know, I wouldn't have been able to grow this fast and, and really rely on myself as much. And that's what's so crazy is like, yo, I'm like an independent woman now, you know, doing all this shit. (laughs) You should be proud of yourselves, you guys. Like, I don't even care if you're moving next door. It's a move. It's hard. There are, I think, like four key life changes and it's a new job, a death, um, a move and marriage or something. I think that's it. Or a baby. I don't know. There's major life changes. And I experienced two of them at the same time. And, you know, if lonely old me, little Candace over here, I'm like such a sensitive little marshmallow. If I can do it, you 100% can do it. And if you ever get an opportunity that seems too good to be true to move, if you ever get a cool job, if you ever get... Um, just an awesome chance at something. Take it. I'm telling you, take it. Write down all the pros and cons. I promise you there will be more pros than cons. And, you know, my dad said something to me when I was talking to him about if I should take the job or not. And he was like, at the end of the day, you are responsible for you and this is about you and you need to realize that and you're at the stage of your life where you can still be independent and you can still make decisions on your own and you should know that this is a great a great thing for you and sometimes you got to realize that and now I'm rambling and it's too late <laughs> but all I'm saying here is it's okay to take risks it's hard to accept them, but in the long run, you're going to grow so much and you have nowhere to go but up. Um, I hope you enjoyed my TED talk. (laughs) I really need some water, but um, yeah. Thanks guys for listening. Thanks for listening to my life story of the past three months and my move and what it's like to move to a new city. And I hope that I was able to give you some good advice. Um, But yeah, so... Have a good night, morning, evening, afternoon, whatever time it is for you. Um, And I'll talk to you guys next time. Bye.